Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hello, traders. It's been, um, I think, a week. It's been a, a busy week for me, so I took some time off. And I know that uh, once you get used to listening to podcasts daily, you expect them to come daily. So I apologize that at times, you know, I have to take some time off and also um you know business always takes priority optimist futures is my priority and uh as much as i would love to do podcasts every day when the time allows me i do it when it doesn't it doesn't so the last week was very busy for me with a lot of new things that i'm trying to bring to optimist futures and uh, so consumed all my time even even at night so having said that you know let's resume and uh, I hope you'll enjoy this uh, new podcast. <clears throat> so in this podcast, I want to talk about trading mentors. And I want to talk about, in general, about you, who's influencing your decision making. So maybe you don't have a trading mentor. Maybe you're looking for one. Maybe you're looking to get started uh, maybe you're in the middle of the road, still getting to get inspired, but somebody who can give you the right guidance. So one thing I wanted to tell you is this, that how you enter the business will have a very long-term effect and implications as far as your success. What do I mean by that? It means that the people that influence you in this business, especially in the initial stages of your learning to trade could be very, very, it could be a very, very crucial um, element in your development as a trader. And you really have to be very, very assertive and selective in terms of what is actually influencing you. So before I go into what I think you should look for, or in general, what you should watch out for. Let me tell you a little bit about my trading mentors initially in the business. So the first mentors that I had in the business, I considered them to be very honest people. First and foremost, they were honest. And honest people say it like it is. They don't sell you dreams. They don't tell you things that you want to hear. They actually sell you on the real reality that you're going to encounter. 
So I consider my um, entry to the trading business by mentors who were honest, at least people that I chose to influence me. So when I entered the business, I met all kinds of characters, but the ones that I let influence me, I think in the end of the day were good people and the other ones were just people in the industry. So I didn't let them influence me. So that is where a starting point is. And by the way, this this goes as far as every business. This is not just trading. You know, the, the trading mentors that you choose in any business will determine also your ethics and the way you behave in the business itself. So I consider them to be really good. If you want to hear a funny story, I remember when I was very young, um, I had a position in the Dow, uh, Dow Jones Futures, and I was making good money, and uh, <clears throat> and I was very, very excited. And this old, well, I shouldn't say old, but older broker that I'm still friends with him until today, um, walked by me. And yes, now now he's old. Now I can say he's old. Then he was older than me. Now he's old. He walked by me and he said, I want to see if you keep this profit until the end of the week. And uh, he knew already the psychology of getting all excited when you have a happy trade and how it all turns out to be. And of course, by the end of the week, I lost my gain. And I also lost more than the initial principle. So I've kind of befriended him because he was so brutally honest and I'm always attracted to people that are brutally honest. There's something unique about them. Um, I believe that they're true in their nature. They say things like it is and they just shaped to, I think I, be- I believe what I am today. I-, I hope I became to some degree like some of them and those who spoke to me, uh, those of you who did speak to me, you know, know that, it, it's it's my nature. I say it like it is, but that basically that the summary of the story is just to, to let you know that you know he he was one of the first guys that influenced me, and you know he taught me a lot about the business and about execution as I became a broker and how to advise customers and everything else. Um, the one thing that you know that wasn't perfect in his methodology that I realized over time. And the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to understand that the people who mentor you might not have all the elements together. I think what really prevented him from being um, a really great trader was the fact that he still could not make any methodology simple. His charts were full of lines just one on top of the other. I mean, from the lines, you couldn't see the chart. It looked like a, you know, a two-year-old just took his spaghetti, you know, with the sauce and just threw it at the computer. So it looked like a spaghetti fight. And he tried to teach me the logic in it, and and I just I, and I just couldn't relate to it. I just didn't understand how this whole logic of connecting all the points and everything together is going anywhere. How we could see any order in that chaos. Maybe he did. I didn't, but at that point, I also decided that, you know, this is not something that I can take a look at. And initially, because I was so young, 
I really forced myself to look at the logic of those things. And I think that many people out there, when they look at, you know, books about price action, uh, books that have, you know, lots of formations and things like that, they try to find the logic and everything. And they always, sometimes they even read it four or five times to get it and to have this ha moment, but their brains really doesn't comprehend it. You know, so I'm just here to tell you that although I believe I had a very good mentor in the initial days, I really think that he didn't teach me the concept of simplicity. He did, he did teach me the concept of size. So as you shape your mentors out, as you choose your mentors out there, and as they shape your um, way of thinking about the markets, you can take certain things from them and not others. You don't have to accept all everything because it just might not fit your nature. And that's the thing with mentors. You can't take anything they say as Bible. Even as you listen to all those podcasts, there could be things that you do not agree with, and it's fine. I don't look at it as a disagreement. I look at it, hey, it doesn't fit my nature, which is absolutely fine. So having said that, you know, we're living today in the world that I'm happy that I'm not being influenced today by everyone. So when I go to YouTube, before I see any video, there's always a commercial for some trader guy sitting at home saying that he's got a method that he took his account from 8000 to $2.5 million. Um, there are others that, you know, they sell all kinds of uh, <clears throat> products where you can put all the variables that you want and it's automatically going to, to, to trade for you. And then there are others who basically, just like my mentor had those, all those charts that he was, um, you know, all those lines that he was drawing on the chart that looked like a spaghetti fight. You know, there's many people that get indicators today. They get a chart, they get a platform, and then they buy every, all the plugins for that platform, like all the charts, um, you know, indicators and everything else. So, you know, their, their charting application doesn't look like a charting application. It looks like a, a Christmas tree since we're coming into Christmas you can probably hang some of your indicators on your tree. So it, it will provide just as much light as any ornament out there. So it's really important that, that you know you understand that what you do right now, it gets into your subconscious and it will affect the way you trade. Even if a certain method does not work that somebody taught you, you could be repeating it so many times that you try to find the truth in that, um, in that theory that you were taught. I personally do not remember that throughout my trading career, I paid anybody, one particular person, you know, or an individual, a significant amount of money that it would really influence me in trading. I bought books. I attended seminars. I you know, spoke to people who are in the industry. I spoke to many educators too. I spoke to people who are on the CME floor or executing. I speak to algo people today. I speak to discretionary traders. They still shape the way I think about the markets. But over time, if something does not feel right, I just don't accept it. And again, it's not because I disagree with them. 
It's because it just doesn't fit my nature to implement things in a certain way. So you have to find what you're feeling comfortable with. The reason that I mentioned I didn't pay any specific one person a significant amount of money to influence me or to look for mentorship through them was it's significant in the way because if you pay somebody, psychologically, you're inclined to believe that that person giving you some sort of truth about trading. But that might not be the case. There could be a case, I'm, I'm not talking in, in, about anybody in particular. Maybe the, the, the guy you took it from, you know, it's is amazing, or maybe he's not. But if you cannot implement what you were taught and turn it into a success, maybe it's missing something, right? So the idea that I have when you look for mentors, when you look for people who teach you how to trade, you know, try to stick with real people. You know, try to stick with those who are being truthful about the challenges of trading. Now, being truthful is not somebody who says, yes, trading is challenging. That, that's something that everybody knows. Truth for me in trading is basically being very specific where you can be trapped psychologically and strategically. You know, so people can say, yeah, challenge, the markets are really, really hard, but I have a method that wins 25% of the time, which, okay. So, so that's, those are the kind of statements that I have a problem with. Or some people exaggerate and they say 98% of the time, or they say 80% of the time, or they would pick a certain number, a marketing number, like 83.72% that you might think that they actually did the stats behind it. The only stats that were done behind it is their copywriter. It's the person that really wrote the ad, the ad for them. So this is something that, that you really have to, um, you know, consider as, as well. So look for people who will shape the way you think where it will provide you with the strength to deal with, you know, the challenge of trading contracts like futures, where it's leverage, leverage products. One of the, back in the day when, before the webinars, there were a lot of seminars and I used to fly a lot to Chicago. It was very interesting. It was an opportunity for me, you know, to meet other people in the business or even meet potential customers that I shook hands with. But I remember that I attended one in Chicago many, many, many years ago. And there was a guy beside me who was a very, very good trader. And um, I kind of spoke to him about, um, um, you know, his trading and he was trading all the instruments and everything else. And he told me he got in depth about the psychology of trading with leverage. And... Although I don't consider him my mentor, I consider what he told me at the time to have significant influence in the way of thinking about trading with leverage versus non-leverage. The risk in trading leverage products is not only a financial risk, it's also a psychological risk. Because the, the amount of money that goes up and down in your account, the risk is the way you think about it, right? The market does whatever it is, but it's the emotional reactions that we have to that. And that <clears throat> taught me a lot about, you know, not 
to over leverage. This is a message that I, you know, um, today convey to people that I talk to. There were other people that influenced the way they said that you have to wait for your formation to finish, you know, be patient, ignore the noise in the market, not to get excited. If the market goes up one day, you know, don't think that you missed out. Think about all the other days that you can trade and not chase markets and not get into the FOMO syndrome. Those of you who don't know what FOMO is, is the fear of missing out. So basically, it's like this. The people that influence you in your, um, I should say, pioneer stage, in your building career stage as a trader, um, they will have, as I mentioned, a very significant influence. Over time, you have to be selective of what you want to stick with that you that they taught you what element they taught you that was good and was not good and again a lot of elements could be good but it doesn't fit the way you think about it right or some elements could be just outright wrong just outright wrong you know there's some people out there i wouldn't say that i argued with them it's not my nature to argue with somebody who has an opposite opinion but uh, they told me things that I considered them to be completely not true based on statistics of the markets, right? Or the way their, I believe that their implementation came from a theoretical place, not from a real place. Uh, let me give you an example. You know, many years ago, I ran into a group of technicians uh, technicians are people that are basically looking at charts, right? They look at charts, informations, and they're very good at it. They're very good in analysis and explaining. But what I realized, they're very good in analysis and explaining on hindsight, right? So they can take a chart and they can look back and they can pinpoint, you know, triangle, triangles and wedges and breakouts and head and shoulders and everything on hindsight, right? So going forward, you know, I realized that they don't have much strength in doing that. And what I also realized, and I didn't know, that there's a whole field of technicians out there that all they do is technical analysis. And they're very good in technical analysis. Some of them are amazing. But they're not traders. And that made me realize that they're, they're, their truth, I mean, in their eyes, they're truthful. Because, you know, they obviously have a set of skills of looking at the markets. But they're not traders. And here's the difference when you're, when, at least this is my opinion, when you're actually a person who trades and being a technician versus just a technician. When you trade and you use technical analysis, you realize that the only thing the technical analysis is providing is basically good, in my opinion, again, risk and reward. So you can look at charts and you can determine where would be a good risk and reward point to answer. But it does not have predictive powers. You know, trading patterns do not have a predictive power. They can't predict things. And prediction is something that this is what real traders know. This is what this business is not is about predicting. It's about managing risk 
having good risk and reward, taking positions and sticking to those that, that make you money, dumping really fast the ones who don't, and still understanding at what point to drop them and at what, some, at what point to take profit. That's the challenge. Technicians, on the other hand, they have you know, charts and they provide a lot of scenarios. So they say if there's a breakout here, it will go higher, and if it doesn't go higher, it will go lower, and then it can fluctuate sideways. So to give you pretty much all the scenarios out there, it can go up, down, or go sideways. Well, thank you for that. I didn't think that my chart will start trending to the left and go backwards. Maybe that's the only thing they need to add to the element just to cover all bases, just in case. Um, anyway, so like I said, you know, you could have potentially many perspectives from many people about the markets. Take it from those who have traded real money. Take it from those who basically truly understand and being very specific about the challenges of, of trading. Uh, take it from those that don't just offer easy solutions. You know, I came across um, this, this, this discussion, I think, in, in some forum. I'm not going to mention the name. But the vendor said something like this. Um, there was a discussion about some guy who provides signals or anything like that. And the vendor said something like, you know, my, after the signal is being generated, there is a very, very little risk that the market will go down from there or go up if it's a sell signal. He actually used the word very low risk. Now, there is... This is what there is no signal out there in the world at any point in time from anyone, and I mean anybody, even if he's a nuclear scientist, to actually tell someone that you know from that point on the risk is low. You do not know the risk when you enter the market. Um, you know, you just don't know. You you cannot say it's going to be very low risk. Markets that go low can go lower. Markets that go high can go way higher. But people are attracted to those who they believe will give them predictive powers about the market. So they know day to day with their discussions with friends and family and everything else, they could use the sentence every day. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, nobody's going, nobody knows what's going to happen the next sec second. And to me, to say something like that is, is really not only not intelligent, it's not truthful. But again, their truth could be because they are technicians. Their truth could be because they're only technicians, I should say. Uh, their truth could be because they're vendors. Their truth could be because they're just automation people who don't necessarily trade in the market. So different people will have different perspectives. I don't... I. I think there are some people that are not honest in our industry, but this is not how I treat the majority of people in our industry. I believe that we just all have a difference of opinion depending on our experience, depending on the amount of money we trade, the length of time we traded real funds, um, and it could be other factors, you know, such as our education level, you know, depth of, uh, you know... Um, understanding of how the markets price action and how um, 
you know, buyers interact with sellers in, in the auction market. So being out there in, in the world of trading, again, watch out, you know, or be, like I said in the uh, earlier, be assertive and be selective of who you listen to, um, the truth that you accept, because once you learn the habits of trading, it is extremely hard to get rid of them. I've seen people do the same mistakes for years. And I don't want to say that it's subconscious because they know the mistakes that they're doing. But they were they taught a certain pattern and that's the pattern they stick to. And it's very hard for them to think outside of that pattern. So sometimes when they don't trade, like they'll go back to their paper trading and they'll see that it's very, very successful and who isn't in paper trading. And then they go to real life and it's not as good, but they still would stick to it because they feel comfortable identifying that pattern. They feel comfortable just working with it because that's what they were taught. So I just wanted to to tell you is that, you know, if you find yourself in that kind of situation, um, you know, start thinking of, where is it going wrong? Start thinking of, you know, what's in the element of this thing? What's in the element of the theory I was taught is right and what is wrong? There is absolutely nothing wrong. And this is what I've always done in taking all the information that you gathered for everyone and starting filtering through that, right? Start filtering through, you know, the the the, the good, the bad, and, and then you stay with what you think is relevant to you. And hopefully it's simple enough to implement and it's practical and it has risk management and it has decision making. Um, it has all those elements that you need, um, hopefully to be successful in the marketplace. So again, remember, it's not only mentors that affect you. It's everybody in the industry that tells you how to do it you know, what you should do, and everything else, everything, you know, listen to everyone, but with a grain of salt, and filter information. That's the bottom line. So, I wish you success in your trading. It's really good back. It's really good to come back to do these podcasts. Um, I feel that I, I help people, and I hope that you uh, feel it uh, too. Uh, Please share this podcast with other people. I would really appreciate it. If you have friends that are learning how to trade, I believe that this this kind of information would would, would help them. At least that's my intention. Um, would love to earn your business here at OptimusFutures.com. Um, www.OptimusFutures.com. Uh, call us. We have our own platform. It's called Optimus Flow. It's really fast in execution. It's good. Um, it, it also has a very fast, um, um, unfiltered data feed. So basically, if you're trading and looking at charts, you'll get all the data that the CME provides, not raw data, real data. And there's other platforms on the site as well. And we'll find a clearing firm based on your risk tolerance and trading needs. Just a reminder that futures trading, as I mentioned, is leveraged. There's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Please give us a call anytime. If you're in North America, which covers, of course, United States, Canada, and Mexico, it's 1-800-771-6748. 
or you can go um, via the local if you're overseas. It's 561-367-8686. Um, I wish you a great uh, trading week and whatever, whatever is left out of this week. And uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimus Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimusFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again... Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.